1: Welcome back to the absolutely epic early week podcast. Week 16, sweet 16. Dean here. That's Dean 704 if you want to get all technical on me. This is the first podcast you listen to in DFS, not the last podcast you listen to in DFS because it is a first-look podcast. We're recording this Monday night right after Monday Night Football, uh, bringing in the usual suspects, batting first, leading off, returning champion. It's one Travis Van Gogh, fresh back from the, uh, the DK Live final, where let's not get too excited. He was just a plus one, but... Uh, Mangone, how's, uh, how's life in your world?
2: Yeah, life has been good, man. Chilling in Florida, away from the Northeast, freezing cold snow, so uh, life is good, man, soaking up the sunshine. Grant is a,
1: Grant, I wanna say he had the fish, he had, a, he had a couple things, maybe too many things pre-show. He had some cheese sticks, he had some pizza, so there is a chance, <laughs> there's a chance Grant right now, might not make it through this podcast, but he's doing it for the people, he's powering through, I, I believe he has a bucket on hand or on ready, just in case. Grant, say hello to the people.
3: I, I hope I don't vomit.
1: <laughs> I, is it wrong? Am I am I uh, an awful person? I'm secretly rooting for vomit. Is that is that wrong of me?
3: I mean, I've done it enough in my lifetime where I have I have a very bad gag reflex. Sure. Yeah, I, I vomit very often. I don't know what it is. It's always been the case ever since in first grade when I chugged a bottle of ketchup and apparently just went out <laughs> went out to the side of like left just got up in the room left. In first grade, went and vomited outside. Came back inside, got in trouble, and never told them that I went outside to vomit. Just, uh, yeah, all right, I deserve to be in trouble.
1: I like how you're saying the first. This is like Goonies when, like, uh, you know, you're t- you do the truffle shuffle as well. Is that also part of your repertoire?
3: I mean, I, I was a fat kid, so I always did the truffle shuffle.
1: <laughs> there you go. Uh, a quick question, Grant. Does Mangone know what the truffle shuffle is? I'm going with yes. I'm going with no. I say he does not know what it is. Mangone.
3: Yeah, I know the truffle shuffle is. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's we, something he that probably. But have you seen the Goonies?
2: Uh, yeah, I've seen the Goonies. I was just gonna make. I was gonna make a a, a Chunk reference, but I uh, or uh, I'm sorry. A what now? Uh, what's the name? I'm now blanking on it. What it is. I'm I'm totally blanking. What is that kid's name? Isn't it Chunk? <laughs> well, there, yeah, yeah, chunk and sloth, yeah, yeah I believe chunk that. and sloth. Oh, yeah. And then there's the hey, you guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that served me. That served me right. Shut me up, uh, Mangone. You win this round. We'll meet soon enough. Um, hey, I'm back. How were things last week? Were things good with the big T? I, oh, I didn't it couldn't get couldn't have been better. Oh, you guys <laughs> talked about sweet Chunk as well, and. No, that's a different. Um, that's Police Academy. What am yeah, I doing?
2: We had a good time, man. Like B- Big T was like all over the Boston Scott train. Uh, you know, we were talking Boston Scott right after the game, saying he was going to do well. He was all over it. Big T called that one, uh, and then he was he was talking to Derek Henry like uh, you know all podcast long. But uh, you know that
3: handy didn't hold. I mean, I guess he did fine, but for the price, it wasn't
2: the greatest. Oh,
3: well, he got his touchdown robbed. Yeah, By Ryan Tannehill.
1: Oh, was he the one who dropped that, that pass? I remember I saw the, the back end of it where it's like just basically the, the DB kind of hit him. And no, Tannehill was...
3: on the one-yard line, instead of giving it to Henry, they did a Tannehill run.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah, well, he and also he was dinged throughout the week. and I assume he's – you know, yeah. obviously they're, uh, they're, they're playing for playoff implications. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we should we should say this is a good time to kind of point the bud to the point it out. But week sixteen, of course, they have some Saturday games. We're not talking about those Saturday games. So the Rams, you won't hear us talk about the Rams. The Niners, Houston, Tampa Bay, Buffalo, New England, um, yeah, and also Monday Night Football, Green Bay, Minnesota. We're throwing that one out as, as well too. We're just talking about the main slate. Is there now, Sunday Night Football? There is. Uh, Yahoo
3: sponsors. Our Yahoo sponsor has it.
1: Yeah. Yahoo sponsors the podcast. So, of course, we'll talk for some Kansas City and Chicago as well. Chicago currently a five-point dog, 45-point total in that game. Um, but the main slate is 11 games, depending on where you're shopping. It's 12 games on Yahoo, adding in the Kansas City-Chicago game. But, uh, Grant, are you ready to like kind of set the table as far as, uh, you know, we're, we're winding down? Is this the point where we kind of look at uh, – you know, playoff implications, who's got motivation and things like that. Is that all of a sudden important to us?
3: It's it's an interesting point in the season because no one really has anything locked up right now. Like at this point, we've had so many times in the past where people just sit for the last two weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Like we look at the AFC East Patriots, they can still lose the division, I think. Um,
1: the Buffalo, I guess.
3: Yeah. yeah. if they lose this week, and they lose next week. I think they lose the division. Uh, the Chiefs still going for the number one seed or the number two seed, first round by. The Texans don't have the division locked up here. The Ravens still have to hold on for the number one overall seed, although I think this week they can clinch it. Looking over the NFC, like NFC is still wide open. Um, NFC West still wide open, and the number one seed between Saints, Packers, Seahawks, and 49ers, all still wide open. And then the Vikings are still fighting for the playoffs. I think that I don't know if they have the tiebreaker over the Rams. So literally everything is still open. There's not a single team that has clinched their spot in the playoffs, which is not something normal we have at this point in the season.
1: Yeah. I mean obviously we're not talking about Minnesota as far as Monday night. We don't even know about the running back situation, but stay tuned for that as far as uh there'll be showdown content with Big T and, and Chopper for sure as well, some other people. mango are your Packers gonna hold on to that? Are they going to win the the NFC North?
2: Oh, for sure, man. We're definitely taking out the down the NFC North. We're not letting the Vikings take us. Uh I'm excited and then uh hopefully uh Rogers can crush it in the playoffs and I can tell Cardi he's an idiot for saying Rodgers isn't a top thirteen quarterback or whatever he says.
3: He didn't say
1: thirteen, did he? That's oh, egregious. I think oh, I
3: think he ranked yeah. him fourteenth. Um which makes what? sense because he had to have Matt Ryan Fitzmagic above Aaron Rodgers.
1: I'd love to see the rest of this list. This might be worse than Big T's top 25 basketball player list.
2: Oh, it is. It is. Uh, I mean, listen, Big T's list, the, the adding of the guys with the, you know, the zeros, uh, <laughs> stat lines that say that they should count for the season was bad. But uh, the list overall was fine if you, if you kind of took that uh, little caveat out. But, yeah, the – Roger's not being top thirteen is super super.
1: Also, if Green Bay wins, they're playing against Minnesota. Okay, so if Minnesota wins, all of a sudden they'll be tied going into the week seventeen. That's kind of interesting. Minnesota's going to win then. You got you got to get some drama. Got to add some drama to the season. Sorry, man,
2: going to lose that game. I mean, I I listen. I just want the Packers to clinch. Uh, I, I might go to a playoff game. I was like thinking about maybe going, but it's like, do I want to freeze myself? So uh, I want it to be like the right situation. I want it to feel like a good game too. Like another team I want to see. So, have I you been to Lambeau before? I've been once, but I haven't done a playoff game, so I don't know. It's in the. I, I'm, like, considering doing it, but it's. do I want to freeze? Like, that is, like, the one question. because it, like,
3: it's, it's, it's worth it. Trust me. I've been to cold playoff games.
2: I, I should ask Tuttle. I think Tuttle's seen the uh, – Tuttle, Tuttle's done the playoff game. I think he did it for, like, one of the freezing cold games last year.
1: He takes his, like, lawnmower to the game, right? He parks at, is that. Isn't that what he, like, rides in the road? Or is that a whole other story?
3: That's he- a whole other story, and it only goes three miles an hour. <laughs>
1: You want to talk about the slate? Let's talk about the slate. Uh, biggest total as of right now in the Monday nights, New Orleans at Tennessee. Of course, that New Orleans game just finished. But uh, as of right now, uh, it's high and it's tight because Tennessee is just a two point dog. Uh, Arizona at Seattle. Seattle is a nine and a half point favorite, 15 and a half as far as the total. L Jax is absolutely ridiculous. He's a 10-point favorite at Cleveland. Mango, you're all over this, uh, the nonsense and the shenanigans and, like, the sideshow stuff. What's happening in Cleveland? Are they just
2: imploding? Like, apparently, everybody hates kitchens and everybody wants out. Is that a thing I read on Twitter today? Oh, yeah. It's really bad. Actually, one thing I, I happened to see was apparently, like, there was uh, something on Instagram, and like it was talking about like Odell Beckham maybe wanting out or something. Or he posted a picture, and uh, Devontae Adams like commented and was like, uh, "You know, you'd look good in green." And I was like, "Oh no, please, uh, I don't want to. I don't. don't want to add uh, some more some more uh, craziness to the locker room. It's good enough right now." So yeah, the uh, that, that team is just an absolute disaster right now. I think it's falling apart.
1: Yeah, Eljax. Uh, the you know we, we gotta just give him crown him. He's the MVP for sure. We gotta pay for it. On DK Grant, he is one K more than the next quarterback. He's a K Wilson. Of course, is seven K, and he's facing Arizona. And my concern against Arizona is like they're probably just gonna run the ball against Arizona because they're probably gonna be ahead against Arizona. And they only pass the ball when they kind of sort of have to. Uh, love Wilson, but I just don't know. Like he might throw like twenty five passes. That's sort of my immediate thought there, but. Grant, we kind of break it down position by position. What's jumping out for you as far as quarterbacks?
3: Yeah, so, I mean, looking at LGX, obviously, it's the top raw points play on the slate, but do I think I end up playing him? Probably not a whole lot. I mean, 8K is just a lot to pay for him. He's finally at that price tag where I don't know if it's entirely worth it. Uh, he's still in play, but just not someone I'm going out of my way to spend on. Like, Wilson going up against Arizona, you kind of said that. I mean, I still have a little bit of interest in him for tournaments, but – not a whole lot. Like Tannehill, Breeze playing in playing in Tennessee, like both of them are fine. Dak is probably the first guy that stands out just because he's going up against Philly. Obviously not a great pass defense, not as bad as they were at one point in the season, but Dak is still a guy that put a massive amount of points there. I really like uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, we know where a lot of his targets are going. Jacksonville has just been, just been awful the second half of the season. Don't entirely understand it. He's a guy that I think is very much in play. Fitz Magic going up against Cincinnati, uh, second worst pass defense in the league. Fitzmagic Magic been putting up big numbers on a fairly consistent basis. Has upside in any given matchup here. This is projected to be close. Like they're not playing for anything, but they're they're playing for funsies. They like to have a good time, and so Fitzmagic Magic, <laughs> Fitz Magic is a good spot. But like that's that's really it. In like the six K and above range, everyone else I have is much cheaper that I have some interest in.
1: Miami's playing Cincinnati, and uh, Cincinnati has one loss, and no team has less than two uh, – less than three outside of Cincinnati. So Cincinnati basically has it locked. Uh, Miami has three losses, of course, and several other teams have three losses as well as far as uh, the, worst, uh, the worst record in football, Giants in Washington as well as Detroit. Um, yeah, so Cincy, I guess in theory they could try if they wanted to. Uh, by the way, uh, Brian Tannehill, fourth most expensive quarterback on DK, third most expensive quarterback on Yahoo. Man, um, he's really worked his way up the ladder as far as salary and asking price uh, as the season's progressed. Mango what do you have for me as far as quarterbacks? He's no longer a cheapie, Tannehill.
2: Yeah, he, he's no longer cheap, but that's okay. I, I don't really think I need to mess with Tannehill here in this spot. Like, Matt Ryan's kind of interesting, and I'm not a Matt Ryan guy, but they're going against the Jaguars. Like, anyone against the Jags, we should sort of kind of consider. Uh, I think Fitzpatrick's fine. Um, You know, at the top, we probably should have talked about L. Jackson. I don't think I'm going to end up going there unless we get a lot of extreme value. then I'm cool with going in, right? Like, if we get some running back extreme value and wide receiver extreme value. But I see myself jamming in some of these studs at the top. Uh, You know, if you've been playing fantasy for the last two weeks or maybe probably like five weeks. We've been jamming in, you know, Thomas and McCaffrey. Probably actually longer than five weeks, but uh, yeah, I'm probably going to look more to go cheaper at quarterback this week. Uh, I think that's kind of looking like the move. I mean, Murray at six point one k is fine as well, but I don't know. I'm kind of not loving this, uh, you know, six point like four and like up. I don't like those top tier quarterbacks. I like maybe getting some of the guys in like the six k range and going a little bit even cheaper.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. LJx. both of you guys basically kind of said the same thing. We live in the world of a salary cap, and it feels like a wants versus needs. I would love to have LJACs as my quarterback. I don't know how much I need it. I don't know how much it hurts the rest of my lineup. But, again, it's, it's near the end of the season. Players are hitting the IR, and we don't have uh, reports as far as practice reports. And there's probably going to be a couple guys that pop up, and maybe that will open up some salary. Uh, earlier this year, week four against Cleveland, for what it's worth, uh, 66 yards in the ground. Uh, let's see Threw for 247 24 34 looks like they lost 25 to 40 cleveland put up a 40 spot against them revenge game in the season i suppose for the uh the baltimore side mango and you kind of teased it pre-show you said you have a cheap quarterback uh that's worth talking about i guess assume we haven't got there just yet
2: yeah uh, we haven't got there yet like there's other guys i think we can discuss one guy that's cheap that we probably need to talk about is andy dalton yep. um, yeah yeah it's just like anyone against Miami, right? It doesn't matter who it is. Uh, they're in the conversation. And this is that time of year where weather matters. So this team is in Miami, so that's good. Uh, obviously, targeting dome games is a good idea, too, as well. Um, one thing I want to know, actually, about Matt Ryan and go back real quick is, like, that game's in the dome, which is, which is great, right? I think it's going to be awesome. But the one problem with the Jaguars is, is that they just – They've been killing the clock, right? They play such a slow place. So that's one thing that might worry me a bit there. But um, focusing on these domes and really nice weather games is definitely something that's important uh, to definitely look at. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, worth talking about. Like, you know, if to be in Miami, uh, that's going to be pretty good for him. And, again, it's the Dolphins, and they are terrible.
1: Rhett Ryan finally figured out that he's got Julio Jones, by the way. So he threw the ball 20 times to him last week. Well, I did not play, and I told people that was a bad play. So, my bad, if you all listen to me on that you one. but
3: idiot.
1: Yeah, well, you know, maybe for different reasons, but possibly with that one as well, too. But, you know, I, look, I didn't play him either. It was a poor decision on my part. Somehow we salvaged the week. But, uh, yeah, Julio erupted for sure. It was a pretty cool uh, walk-off. I guess you can call it a walk-off touchdown uh, last week against San Fran. Uh, you know, working our way down here, Grant, who's jumping out for you in the mid-tier it's you know Wentz I just worry that like his pieces aren't very good to throw the ball to like who's left standing as far as receivers he has some good tight ends but he is fairly cheap I'll give him that sure why not Uh, I agree with Dak being interesting drew lock nice matchup again who knows what the weather's gonna be like there in Denver who knows if he's even any good but Detroit we we know pretty confident they're pretty terrible uh Mayfield's very cheap but again that matchup not very good Although he did roast him earlier in the season at least the team put up a 40 spot I don't know uh I'm not excited. I'm not enthused. I think Dalton's like makes some sense because he's cheap and he's facing Miami, and it's kind of as simple as that. Grant, give me somebody else.
3: Uh, Fallopian Rivers. Oh, the... see. <laughs> Wait, you mean the guy that just threw for 300 passing yards that you can correlate very nicely with his underpriced wide receivers? Yes, I have very i have a lot of interest in rivers here um you mentioned this is Locke. this is
1: week 16 by the way and if we want to date it back to last uh last year uh this is now 33 straight weeks in a row where you've touted philip rivers just so you know
3: yeah sounds about right um because <laughs> he's through he's won me a bunch of money in my career and no one ever plays him he just put up 300 yards he's get gets a good matchup versus oakland um he's 5700 you got mike williams you got um keenan allen you got hunter Henry. you got weapons you got eckler so it's a nice little tournament stack there. Um, I like Rivers' tournaments. You mentioned Locke. He may have done terribly against Casey, but Casey, like Denver doesn't have the greatest O-line. Casey can get pressure on the quarterback, and there was Snow. Um, like Overall, just a really bad spot for him last week, and he obviously didn't do too well, but you can't really expect him to do too well. And, and it's Snow it's- didn't bother Pat Mahomes. Yeah, he's used to playing in the snow, and he's Mahomes, but, And he has a bunch of weapons, and he has a great offensive coach. But Locke going up against Detroit, we know how bad they've been against quarterbacks all season long here. This game's projected to be moderately close. So I like Locke here. Minshew, not terrible going up against Atlanta. We never know what Atlanta defense we're going to end up getting, but it's being played in a dome. Minshew, if Chark's out, I actually have more interest in him just because of the corollary effects of playing Conley and Cole in the same line or DD like any of those guys. They're just all so cheap. Uh Dalton is the other guy that, like, Mango and already mentioned. He's probably, as of right now, maybe the best point-per-dollar player at quarterback on the entire slate. Yeah. it's is weird to say, but, like, Miami's just so bad on the defensive end. And Dalton's put up some – Decent games like for fantasy purposes this year, and now he gets just the best matchup on the board going up against the Dolphins. Like, we look all the way back to the beginning of the season and how he's done so far. Like, first two games of the season was against Seattle and against San Francisco, he put up 25 and 22 points there. Like, he's had a lot of 20 point games here so far this season, and he's at 52 with the best matchup on the board. He can go for 350 passing yards and three touchdowns. Like, it's definitely within the realm of possibilities here. So, he's a guy. And then, Guy, you mentioned before our show, um, would you like to mention him? Would you like to take the credit?
1: Well, it's not credit, but I was just doing some research, and it's funny. I mentioned Will Greer, and uh, he's going to be starting versus Indianapolis. Uh, he's 4.3K, which is, like, ridiculously cheap. I don't know how good he is, former Florida quarterback. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, to be a Will Greer expert. But he is at the Dome, so he can stink in the doors, I suppose. But uh, Mangone said, I got somebody as well, too. And I'm, I'm going to say Mangone's rib to Will Greer. Is it
2: uh, – Mangone, do you like Haskins this week, possibly? It's not him, but to get this, I just got a text message from my friend. He's he, he got a four zero night on the sports book, but it's got his history. He says, "Don't mind the previous losses, though." That's classic sports betting, right there, man. Too funny. Wait, well,
1: okay. you did the same thing pre-show. You you had a conversation. You were telling us you but you're six and zero, oh, and well, your my, last my it, picks on the oh, season oh, are really oh, good, Dave. Hold, hold on a second. My picks on, on, you're, on you're the call, season. Hold on, relax. You're calling yourself out because you said, "No, I'm well, not. You, you know, I'm six for my last six on the sharp side app," and I'm like, "Well, I guess that means you're six for your last seven too, right?" I said, I don't know. I didn't look.
2: I just know it's for the week. Oh, I know. You would know it's seven out of seven. Come yeah, on. I know you don't support my article, but we are up in the double digit units on the season, sir. So sorry. How do you do it? How do you do it? I don't know how I do it. It's amazing. Grant's going to tell us how he does it tomorrow in a tweet. I'm sure he'll help you out. Oh man. Tell the people about that real quick. Can we do that an hour now? We wait for later.
1: Well, we owe Grant a tweet. To a, I wasn't here last week, but apparently, he, uh, Big T came in. Uh, you know, out of, out of nowhere, off the bench, warm. You know, not, not cold, I guess you can say. Big TV Grant. Uh, Grant lost again, and tweets are consequences. We owe him a tweet from last week too, because I was in the road, and we're just kind of way behind, so we got to double shop for him. But uh, yeah, we don't have the tweet constructed, but we came up with a pre-show. We basically, uh, Grant, you're going to be a tout, You're touting Vegas Dave. <laughs> that's gonna be a lot of fun do the people know who vegas dave is grant because they'll learn tomorrow
3: well apparently he's never lost a bet
1: yeah he's a crook uh, <laughs> I, I assume he's a crook right and you'll be kind of sort of endorsing the crook he's like 67 and oh in his last 67 parlays
3: yeah how does he do it um i don't know, I don't know.
1: <laughs> that's his big catchphrase, phrase right is that the yeah you know, there you go so uh, y- you're you're a vegas dave stand. how do you feel about that
3: uh not great <laughs> not great at all
1: yeah well i'm sorry
3: uh, I, mean, I lost it happened i mean, i, I that tweeted so that worst <laughs> i really should have taken into account more um weather at this point of the season but you always think like oh, yeah, i can figure things out later on the week not with this podcast when it comes to weather you need to be prepared now you got to commit on Monday. These are
1: my players. That's it. And like, you know, Roth can only forecast so much. He doesn't know the weather forecast in six days, but yeah, just pick players indoors. How about that?
3: Yeah. I mean, I guess, or just playing in Miami or LA. It's not really too different
1: so Mangone uh, who, who was your guy you said you said you got a oh, you, you you called out your friend who was uh, basically you're calling
2: at yourself indirectly but uh that's congrats not, that's, that's not true what happened but uh yeah anyways <laughs> so um l- listen l- let's talk about this so we like Will Greer right uh, I think he's gonna be a guy to consider because he's like of- is a relative term but go ahead yeah, Well, he's part of like the team jam them in uh combo right because you get a cheap guy but Dean, I can give you a guy that has legs. Uh, Grant wanted to take a backup quarterback in Phillip Rivers. Is it Tyrod Taylor starting season? Oh, is that possibly gonna happen? I
1: mentioned well, this
3: during the show and you before the show and you said no.
2: N- uh,
1: you,
3: you didn't ask me this. No, I said is it Tyrod Taylor? And Van Gogh said no.
2: Uh, he was I'm, playing possum. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. I
3: don't know what was going on there.
2: Oh no, you you did say that before the show, but I I didn't. I wanted to you know leave it organic, so I didn't want Dean to find out. I wanted him to organic,
3: you know, in other words, lie to me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I wanted to get Dean's organic reaction. Let's make no note organic means. <laughs> well, I wanted Dean's. I wanted Dean's reaction. But uh, I'm excited. Is this is this possibly going to happen? Well, I mean, they said on December first, if Philip Rivers, uh, you know, plays this bad again, they're going to bench him possibly. And uh, yeah, that's not a good. 307 yards is fine, but the you know one touchdown and three interceptions isn't good. Um, so I don't good know. enough for Grant Tatum for a 16 straight week.
3: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> can't stop, won't stop.
1: <laughs> well he's stopping
2: so, you're talking about him having kids I think is what you're talking about with that slogan but go ahead yeah so my, my question my question here is uh if you have to pick Will Greer or Tyrod Taylor who you got I think it's I 100%
3: got Tyrod. Tyrod I agree <laughs> Grant started two quarterbacks for the same team just want to put that out there oh I know someone who's done that before
1: <laughs> With great success. Um, um,
3: yeah, like if Toe Rod ends up playing, I mean he's stuck, he's put into a great offense. Like
1: what, what do you say? What are you calling him now? It's just like Torod, the cool. That's his name. Cool, okay, what do you call like the the, the the stuff you put on top of pumpkin pie?
3: Cool whip. <laughs> no, but okay. is he like the first four years he was in the league, he went by Tyrod and finally someone asked, he's like, no, it's actually pronounced Toe Rod. I thought it was T Mobile that that was the nickname they were that, him. That's with? his nickname, but his actual name is Toe Rod.
1: Okay, fair enough. Continue.
3: That was it. That was uh, his name. Was T- but he has like Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Like he put up decent jumps. The
1: same guys that Philip Rivers has. Does he have that clear too?
3: <laughs> well, there's a difference. Um, I don't know if you know this, but there's a $1,400 price difference, and Toe Rod has legs. <laughs> I, I don't know if you know this, Dean, but I like to have Mike. Uh, QB run.
1: Yeah, I do too. Here is my question, though: like, he's probably like a one and done. I'm assuming. Like, wh- why would they play him? Just because?
3: I mean, they have to look at the future. Are they going to bring back Rivers next year? Their time is running out for them to be able to win championship. Gordon will be gone next year, but that's not really a big deal. They still have Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, all the young defense. Like, people don't realize that Hayward, uh, King, what's his name, Joey Bosa, like all the guys on their defense. That is. Just incredibly talented are still there. They actually had up until last week like a thirty point positive point differential on the season, even with a whole bunch of interceptions and a whole bunch of injuries throughout the season. They still have a shot at winning the Super Bowl next year. Like people don't realize that because of how bad they've been this year, but they're essentially the same team as they were last year. They get a good quarterback in there. If they don't decide to bring back Philip Rivers, which I'm not sure if he's still under contract, or Philip Rivers just goes back to what he was last year. They were one win away from being the number one seed. They're the exact same scenario as San Fran is this year. Well,
1: they, they must have happened. like what, eight losses by three points or less and like two wins when they win by 30 or more or something like that. Uh, and I'm guessing.
3: Pretty, well, pretty much every single win or loss outside of two of them that have been blowouts have been by three or less.
2: Guys, this is the nonsense portion of the podcast. <laughs> this is not important. Well, uh,
3: this is,
1: well like, to, to Rod Taylor, by the way, uh, he is signed for next year. and He's 30 years old. Like his legs are kind of like already starting to give out. Uh, Rivers, as far as his contract next 30 season. 30 years old
3: isn't really that old when you haven't been a starting quarterback for half your career.
1: And Rivers is an unrestricted free agent next year for what it's worth. So, and like, obviously, I think their quarterback in the future is like, we don't know who it is. It's somebody in the draft or like a free agent or something like that. It's neither is the answer.
3: I mean like I don't know, like a lot of people have talked about Tovra being actually pretty good. And it throws me off every time I say his name <laughs> the real way. Um but like, I like the see, like he sometimes. hasn't gotten his fair shot, really.
1: All right. Uh do we have anything else as far as quarterbacks that's worth noting or shall we talk about some running backs?
2: Yeah, no, I, I'm good. We don't, we, yeah, we don't need to
3: dissect Tyrod Taylor's career.
1: Grant, you want to talk about like Melvin Gordon or uh, Eckler or anything? Where, where do you want to start as far as the running backs this week?
3: I mean, Eckler's 6,100. Gordon's <laughs> 5,600.
1: Are you saying that they're bad plays? <laughs> I'm just saying you always talk about the Chargers. I don't know why.
2: Because Is,
3: I'm
2: have, right you right this, Van have you noticed this, Van Have you noticed this? No, I mean I, I don't know. I mean he lived. In I stopped for like six
3: weeks during the season. Like I mentioned, Rivers, I didn't highly suggest him.
2: Yeah, he did, he did have a stretch where he wasn't talking about the Chargers. You
3: know what I was talking about when Keenan Allen was crushing every single week. That was like the first five weeks of the year. Oh, and Eckler, and yeah, and then I took like six weeks off, and then I started talking about all right, Melvin's going back to normal. They had a rough run where they had some injuries on the offensive line. This is not the same, like offense that it was for that stretch during the middle of the season where. They could not get any protection on either Rivers, and they could not run block with crap. Both Eckler went from the top-rated running back in the league to averaging two yards of carry. And everyone talked about how Melvin Gordon got back, the offense got worse. It wasn't entirely his fault. It was because they could not block for him. And now they're back to near full strength. They're actually doing decent on offense. They had a tough matchup versus Vikings, but all the prior weeks they were doing well. Now they get a matchup versus Oakland. 29th in DVOA versus pass, 26th in DVOA against the run. Like Eckler is 6100 and Gordon is 5600. They're currently five and a half point favorites, which means they're probably going to be running with Melvin. Prior to last week, Melvin was getting consistent 20 touches a game and doing some work in the receiving game. He has a bunch of touchdown equity. Not many people are going to play him. He was chalk two weeks ago at what was it 50 or 6500. He gets just as good of a matchup almost going against Oakland as he did against Jacksonville, and this project to be closer, so they're not going to pull him after three quarters and let Watt steal his touchdown.
1: Well, Gordon, I believe, is going to be a free agent at the end of the season, and my issue is Gordon and Eckler for the last two weeks, neither one of them has been in the field more than half the snaps.
3: That's the last two weeks, it's almost like they were both blowouts
1: whatever, man. Uh,
3: well, 65% and
1: 53% the week before.
3: I, yeah, I, it's because it was a blowout, Dean. It was an absolute blowout. They pulled him – both. they put Eckler in there to give him a 100-yard rushing and a 100-yard receiving game. Melvin Gordon had 16 points at half, and that's because Watts snaked a one-yard touchdown. If they would have had any reason to run him – than they would have, and he probably would have gone for 25 points.
2: This has turned into a Chargers podcast. Hey, yeah, are, CMC. Are we, the, are we on, like, the San Diego Tribune podcast? <laughs> like, Do you guys want to dissect the salary cast for, like, the cornerbacks on the
3: Chargers?
1: I'm secretly auditioning for a Chargers, Chargers podcast on this podcast. You guys just don't realize well, it.
3: Well, Casey Hayward, I think, he's going to get rid of his rookie contract. Oh, and, uh, Desmond King. <laughs> uh
1: CMC is playing football. He, You know, speaking of guys, you know, I like guys, Grant, that are on the field. That's the most important thing. You know, that's the best chance to get fantasy points. He's on the field for every snap, like literally every snap last week. It's completely ridiculous. Of course, Carolina's going nowhere. But I suppose you can say they want him to get the 1,000, thousand, thousand rushing yards. Well, he's already pretty has. close
3: to setting the all-time yards from scrimmage record if he has uh, Correct. two big games.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's like 300 and change uh, combined rushing and receiving. As far as he's behind CJ 2K, uh, he's at he needs like a little bit less than 200 receiving yards to get a thousand thousand. Which you know it feels like he's got a decent shot at, at that, and it feels like the team's like aware of this and they care about this for some reason because I guess it's a lost season, so why not? Uh, Mangone, is there anything you need to say about CMC? It's a
2: great play. If you can make it work, make it work. If you know, I, like, well, what's to say at this point? Yeah, man, uh, he's he's definitely a good play. He's hashtag good at football. Somebody consider unless there's some type of word that he's not going to get the work, then you, you play him, right? It's pretty simple. Uh, the other guys are interesting, right? Like Carson got a real nice price hike. Barkley again, he got a price hike too, and they're both in pretty solid spots. You know, Carson against Arizona looks good. You know, anyone against Washington's a good time. Uh, it's definitely an interesting situation on those two guys they're they're expensive, but maybe getting you know two of those three top end guys might be the route to go. When you look at some of these other guys, it, it's a little murky. Uh, Elliot against the Eagles, you kind of want to pass on that. Henry won't have the game script. Uh, they'll likely be trailing Kamara he's I don't know if he's dust or what he is but he's been frustrating all year long you're not playing really you're not playing Nick Chubb against the Ravens Leonard Fournette for, yeah there you go oh, yeah I was getting there Leonard Fournette he's been the worst uh, I mean he's getting the volume but uh, man I don't know I don't know if I can stomach Uncle Lenny one more time I did it on FanDuel it still worked out right had a great team but Man, uh, he's been really Well, he precious. wasn't good on FanDuel. He wasn't good this week. Oh, I know. I mean, my, 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 my team still did good, but Leonard Fournette was there just, you know, doing nothing as usual. So. Yeah,
1: I mean, he was uh, like the Terrence Ferguson on the winning team. Like, he didn't do anything, but yeah, good for – yeah, he got the W, but – don't my name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to just go down here and list these guys one by one, but it's like the top guys are really nice, those three, and then the rest are kind of pretty nasty. Um, you start getting excited when you see Joe Mixon against Miami. Uh, what a setup. Guess, Yeah, yeah, uh, Again, because it's anyone against Miami, right? Uh, I take, you know, Crane and Dean, that combo of running backs back there.
3: And I think it They'll be the fullback there. there. Oh, Crane. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I feel like I, you've got more burst. I'm I, 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 also, I can run the tires. Uh, I'm, I'm sneaky fast. <laughs> He's got that sneaky speed. So, um, yeah, Mixon definitely makes a lot of sense. I would like Mixon way above the Chargers guys that Grant talked about. My, my one worry with this game. Uh, I think the prices are nice. Uh, I mean, Gordon's price, but 5.6, k like you said, Grant, it's really good. Um, the problem here with the chargers game is both these teams play really, really slow. I do have a concern there with that, but, um, we'll have to see. I don't, I think they're in the conversation though, for sure. though those chargers backs you discussed.
3: Yeah. Suck it, Dean.
2: Uh, Mango in pre-show. He read a like a pre, how
1: how long does each does each team take before they snap the ball? Article. No, I didn't. I just no. Do actually, you not look at pasting? I know. No, I'm just he just keeps referencing it, which makes me laugh. Well, I,
2: well, I, we, we actually, it's, it's not-
1: one of the most important things in yes. fantasy. I understand. What is this pace you speak of?
2: Yeah, no, it's important. And you know, I was just kind of kicking myself because like the the Jaguars Raiders game like was such a slow paced game, and like I played too much of it, in my opinion. So now I'm like pissed about it. But it ended up working out. Uh, I like I said, I had Conley and I was freaking out, but Conley got luck. He left box into two touchdowns. Absolutely luck box. But um, yeah, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Mixon's
1: been good though. You mentioned Mixon. He's been good. Like against you know against New England, he was good. He was good against Cleveland, getting a ton of touches as well. And there you go. You mentioned Le'Veon Bell, and that's a segue into our sponsor site right to uh,
2: mango we were talking about this free show yeah that's what i was trying to do there so uh yeah uh levy on bell 18 in the revenge game uh definitely have to uh have to like him a little bit we were talking uh well i think while grant was uh grant was vomiting maybe i don't know what was going
1: on but, um, but blender has that monopoly on vomit stacks i think grant's gonna challenge him this week but uh, go
2: ahead <laughs> yeah, yeah uh levy on bell had um uh 84 percent of the snaps I think we said which was like way better um actually when I was in Miami I didn't I didn't go to the club at the time uh but at the club apparently Le'Veon Bell was there he had like a sign that said best flu game ever 251 playing game <laughs> his his posse was talking to some DFS players and saying how much they hate Adam Gay. so uh yeah that was pretty funny but uh I mean he, Bell got the snaps hey,
1: hey Grant how much fun is man going he's in Miami he's like nah I'm just gonna stay in the hotel for the
2: night and the club nah hang out with Le'Veon Bell nah I'm good
3: yeah I, I don't understand that at all then again i didn't know I, he
2: was there i mean that would have probably been the pool, but i was i was kind of tired I, I forget what happened i think i had to be up really early to do some probably sharp side stuff you gotta pick some winners you, you can't just go six and oh like rolling out of bed yeah man you, you can't do that it's you know you gotta you know we'll see i don't know how you do it how you do it we'll see grant uh you can tell us this weekend <laughs>
3: What, uh, see how I do what? <laughs>
2: just, make, just
3: making a Vegas Dave reference. Oh, how does he do it? Um, yeah, no, the six K, the five and six K ranges just loaded this I week. About,
1: I don't know about loaded, but it's nice. Yeah. Well, it's got Chargers, so he's excited.
3: Well, Chargers, Bell's cheapest price tag in a revenge game. We've got Devonta Freeman going up against the worst run defense in the league, possibly in Jacksonville. He is the main back there.
2: He's also
1: terrible.
3: I mean, is he? Yes. Like,
2: <laughs> is he? Oh, got, oh, he is. Yes. There's there's a couple others. Grant, well, Grant, will obviously, I mean, Philip Lindsay's kind of interesting, right, against the Lions because they're so bad. But here's the one, Grant, man, Adrian Peterson, like, right against the Giants, you love yourself some Adrian Peterson.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. AP's definitely in there. Like, we, we act like we forgot about Drake. Um, he's going. <laughs> what, 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 what is Drake's
1: price? I forgot so about him. He scored four touchdowns. To remind me. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, no, just crushed my soul. Um, but, yeah, like, Miles Sanders is – Jordan Howard's out. Dallas, just in a mediocre run defense. Miles Sanders is 6,400. Got six targets last week going up against a team that funnels targets to opposing running backs. Dean likes running backs to be able to catch balls. So, there you go. You got Miles Sanders there now. Like, this range is just fantastic when up top, like, Carson's so expensive. Barkley's so expensive. McCaffrey's so expensive. Those are the only three guys in good matchups. Zeke's not a good matchup. Henry's not in a good matchup. Yeah, I already mentioned Mixon. Mixon's not that expensive.
1: Oh, sorry, I apologize. But like, Sanders is 17 bucks on Yahoo. He didn't really get a big hike, uh, price hike. So I, I kind of like that. Uh, when you're comparative shopping, you know I, I think that's better pricing on DK. Of course, you can play him with DK as well, full PPR. Um, yeah. Anything else here, Mango? You want to? Is there a cheapie? Like, you know, again, this is the first look, and who knows how it's going to go down? Is Laird's season officially over? Like, he basically splits. He split snaps with, when he's uh, getting
3: the best matchups he's had all year.
1: Yeah, but he didn't get the play. He played like forty percent of the snaps or forty-five percent of the snaps last week.
3: Well, I mean, Davis isn't going to be there, so
2: he's also terrible. The, the Matic Mush, Musha, you know, it's got to go the other way now, right? Matic plays zero percent, and then we 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 get all the uh, Patrick Laird. They're not giving up. They're going to keep playing them. I'm sure what's his name
1: Gaskins so Patrick Laird and Miles Gaskins uh I don't know I'm saying Gaskins Gaskin uh each had 48 percent of the snaps last week for what it's worth
2: yeah and they were just alternating uh, series so yeah I I think Gaskin I mean and Laird are both kind of interesting again they're they're going up against the Bengals right like we can't sleep on them completely so uh I think those are you know two sheepies you you have to consider there in that spot so uh you know I wouldn't give up on those guys um I'm trying to see if there's anything else. This West Hills guy got 10
3: attempts for 21 yards. He's died, 20 I attempts. hate him He's so awful. much. <laughs> I played so much Blau.
2: Oh, man. Mr. Blau, that's his name? Yeah, I'm, I i don't know. I'm trying to see if there's anything ugly down here, but this is, you know, we could talk about Justin Jackson down here in Pope Grand. you down to talk about them Chargers? It's there's not there. a yeah. Charger.
3: <laughs> Why would you play Blau? You can't just let that slide. Blau is terrible. He's horrendous. Dean, You weren't on this uh, podcast last week. Yeah, we were all talking about Blau the entire oh. time. <laughs> bling,
2: bling, bling, Blau, man. We were, we were like, you no, know, man. Will Greer looks at Blau and says,
1: "Man, so that was a got terrible two touchdown
3: snake from him. He still ended up with two hundred and sixty yards. He gets those touchdowns. He's at pretty much twenty points.
1: Well, and yeah. If my man had, yeah, you
3: uh, know exactly who to pair him with: Amendola and Galladay. Like Amendola <laughs> had thirteen targets last week. He had twenty-one points he's yeah. still cheap we'll get to that when we get to wide receivers but it's more about playing the correlation because if Blau actually has a good game if he actually throws those two touchdowns then you can take down a GBP with that stack
1: I saw somebody win the Millie Maker without correlation and like Twitter lost its mind apparently like it, it, I so DK have to like you know be able to get like a stamp of approval like this is a this is a well correlated lineup okay we're going to pay you out or how does this work And can you win without a correlated lineup because I think it's possible well,
2: you, it's ca- not you as can, bad as... but you might get in trouble. Like uh, the Twitter police comes after you. Um, if, if it's not enough, uh, if you don't win enough money, the ROI police gets after you. You got to watch what you're
3: posting. These There's days. a lot of rules, man. I can't follow all the rules. It wasn't yeah. as bad as someone I won't mention, but paired, had three Rams players <laughs> and then a naked Dak. And yeah, that makes sense. Does that? I don't know. Just, i just No, it doesn't. Well, Higby like, was relatively golf at pretty much the same price tag.
1: Yeah. Well, you run
3: it back. Well, yeah, you don't run it back with Dak and no wide receiver.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I just love how everybody like is so critical and like you have to correlate. You have to correlate, and of course, you don't Zach- have to
3: fully correlate, but you correlate like unless you have an extreme running quarterback, you correlate your quarterback with a wide receiver or a tight end or multiple.
1: I mean, yeah, that's the way – that's what you're supposed to do, but there's other ways to – there's other routes.
3: There's very few times where you get a winning wide receiver that the quarterback wasn't worth it.
1: Uh, well, yeah, but there's more than one quarterback that can get you there, and the salary caps, Uh, you know, there's different quarterbacks at different price tierings.
3: You don't – without a running quarterback, you don't take down a massive GPP without pairing it with at least – one wide receiver tight end or running back.
1: I can find this. I can pull up results DB and prove you wrong that it's been done before.
3: It's been done before, but in so rarely, like it's such a massive edge to like, it's been done before, but you know what it's done, been done before when Josh Allen runs for a hundred yards, when Lamar Jackson runs for a hundred yards, when someone, Phil Rivers? Rivers, he does not run for a hundred yards.
1: We can throw three touchdowns to three different dudes.
3: Yes, he can, but if he's – every single time he's done that, it's been – like, I know the times when Phil Rivers has taken down the Millie maker and, like, it's because he has four touchdowns and 350 passing yards, in which case almost every single wide receiver has about 100 yards receiving. You ha- If you don't correlate your, uh, your quarterback with a wide receiver, if the QB doesn't have legs, then it's just a bad, bad tournament strategy.
1: I was just doing like a throwaway dumb joke, and like we, we got to this whole conversation, but I guess it's worth uh, talking about. Mangon, this is way too serious of a conversation with this podcast because you know, Mangon, this is the first podcast to listen to DFS,
2: not the last, right? Yeah, I thought you were going to forget to mention that. So uh, <laughs> I was going to get, I almost sent you an alley like five minutes ago on that. But I, I was hoping would how you was that was
1: like the first it. thing I said. Thanks for listening, Mangon. Well, why would you say it twice? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: because it was, I was making another terrible joke. Why would we listen to you? <laughs>
1: well i figure one for two you get you catch you catch it one of the times i suppose uh is there any cheap running backs as of right now Going or just kind of like sitting around and waiting on uh, injury practice stuff and i don't I, think there's anything that's really popping for me
2: it was just <laughs> the crappy guys we kind of mentioned but yeah like this is when I, this is the portion of the podcast where i say wait till friday for the injury report where we get all the news and then everything shapes up so the why are they listening to this podcast we're just telling them wait till friday
3: Dean, because we're giving valuable information <laughs> that they can use to build on things.
1: We yeah. can just read off the roster for the Chargers. For
0: them. Dean, I Dean, did read didn't... off the roster for the Chargers.
3: <laughs> Dean, you have to
2: listen. We are building a foundation here. We are building the house from the ground up. We're giving the foundation, and then they on Friday can take that news and add all the pizzazz to it. Okay, we're building yeah,
3: something. Dean, what happens if you don't put a foundation in their house?
2: I don't. I guess it would collapse. I don't know. What, what am
1: I? A, a built? I'm not an architect.
3: And I thought you taught architecture to high school.
1: I always wanted to pretend to be an architect, though, just like George Costanza.
3: Just like but... Ted Mosby.
1: <laughs> I did not teach architecture in high school, and I caught that as well. That was not my area specialty. Uh, so receivers, can't guard Mike. He's the most expensive receiver. He should be. Is Julio going to get 20 more targets? Because if he is, then I'm in. Um,
3: I don't think he's going to get 20, but this is a good spot for him the problem is he's 8k now again um still don't care it's going up against jacksonville ridley's not the lineup here he should get a large amount of targets and he's still julio and last week it was a little bit of a tough matchup if i remember correctly um it was against carolina right uh
1: no san francisco
3: san francisco that was it uh, yeah, so it wasn't an easy matchup. That was the reason not to play him. But he's Julio cool, yeah, he can go off at any time. Now he gets an actual decent matchup. The problem is too many people might play him. Um, but, like, the real interesting thing here is the next four guys are not guys that we think of that before the season we thought of as superstars. Um, Lockett, A.J. Brown, D.J. Moore, Devontae Parker. Like, none of these guys are really – that much on our radar at the beginning of the season outside of Lockett just for what he did last season um but like are any of these guys really justifiable I'd say yes uh Lockett and Parker are both fantastic plays here like Parker's one of my favorite plays on the entire slate of wide receiver
1: I like him a lot too I liked him last week and I talked myself off him because of the stupid wind and yeah that's you know that's why wind's overrated right Mangone
3: well, when know. you have a QB that throws magic,
2: <laughs> is Mingo still with us? I think he is he hurling. No, I'm I'm here. I'm just uh, you know I don't know waiting for you guys to get uh, through the receivers. I guess you could say. I don't well, know. Okay, what do you okay what do you want to talk about? If not wide receivers. I don't know. I mean, you, you play Mike Thomas. It's pretty simple. It's the Titans.
3: Well, we wrong with a normal
2: salary cap, you can't say if
1: yeah, well, We, we play also CMC. play more than
3: one wide receiver.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, f- oh, fair enough. But like I don't know. I don't think we can really spend up on a lot of these guys. Like I'm, I'm playing Thomas and then it's like okay, like these other guys I kinda have to pass on, it feels like. It's
3: it's tough. Uh, None of them are that expensive. like a lot of the guys aren't that expensive. We only have Brown got a big hike, Thomas man. and the next guy is thirteen hundred.
2: I mean, I'm not playing AJ Brown. I'm sorry. Uh people weren't playing him at six K. Like not enough people did. Uh oh Dean, by the way, how many targets
1: did he end up with? Well, first of all, that was so out of context. The conversation we were talking about. This is a callback to something that Happy didn't even hear us say. But you said like uh, you you misquoted myself, and then uh,
3: no, uh, I said Tuttle. that he will probably get double digit targets, and both you and Tuttle said it's no, unlikely. I absolutely, don't see that. No,
1: happening. I did not speak in definitives. It's, as We said it's unlikely he gets double di- double digit targets, and I was saying and it's he likely. Okay, but you said that we – this is such a ridiculous conversation. You said that we definitively said he's not going to get 10 targets, which we didn't say that. I'm going back to the tape. You uh, checked the tape. You might
3: not have tuttled it.
1: <laughs> I feel sick now after this conversation.
3: Like <laughs> not, Here's the did. thing. A.J. Brown since Stan Hill's been in the offense, a lot of times he's actually gotten decent target shares. This 13-target game might be seem like an outlier, but it's not. What the outlier is is the fact that – Tannehill probably had to throw a bit more than he has in the past. The last four – AJ Brown has the same target share as he's had with Tannehill, like, in this last game. Just now Tannehill had to throw for 36 passes. Tannehill's now going up against New Orleans, who can put up a large amount of points on the boards. Yes, they play at a little bit of a slower pace, so we're probably not going to have that much, like, like that many plays in the offense. But still, expecting Tannehill to throw 35 times in this game here – is well within the realm of possibility brown is sitting there at 7k like he makes a decent tournament option
1: you can absolutely play him in tournaments and Mang- Mang- i assume is coming at that from my cash perspective yeah, you like you play can't him play me cash. cash
3: but I mean, this guy has know. explosive play upside and he might end up with double digit targets again yeah i'm probably
2: gonna pass on aj brown in uh in, in tournaments but i get it right you can play anyone in tournaments play whoever you want vomit stacks everything uh. <laughs>
1: well i'm not saying that but like he, he's a legit talent he's not a nobody he's, yeah. he's a guy we always thought that was going to break out at some point like he looked he looked great in the uniform he looked great as far as the tires and he showed crane up for sure uh in his 40 and everything else he looks like a legit athlete and now like he opportunity and He's, you know, experience. He's putting it all together. And like, uh, like Grant's saying, we he, they have not been behind of late. They've been winning games big, and they've just been giving the ball to Henry. And, you know, against New Orleans, they're just, what, one-point dogs here at home. And you have to assume that they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit more, at least than they have been outside of the game last week. Uh, yeah. Work our way down here, man, going because you're going to give us some cheapies, I think, or at least some guys in the mid-tier. Yeah,
2: so one guy I did want to say, like, so from, like, the – the lockets to like the let's say six k range. There's like a couple guys that definitely stick out. Uh, Nick If you can trust Haskins to get him the ball, that's like I the can't. one. If it yeah, I know I, that's my problem. I can't. That, that's my big issue too. Uh, Hilton has a nice price. the The question with Hilton is, do you trust? Uh, you know, uh, he's healthy enough, and you trust Brissett. But the guy I like the most is Amari Cooper, six point seven k. Right? Uh, I think he's a guy that I like a ton. I play him over at AJ Brown. Um, it's a big game too. Uh, the, the weather is a big thing. You have to check though. I don't know what's going to happen. That game's in Philly, so could be nasty weather. I think he's interesting. Uh, I did want to mention the below six k guys. Right? Uh, Michael Gallup, five five. Again, you got to check that weather, but that's something that's interesting. Uh, Christian Kirk at five six will probably gain some traction against. Seattle who doesn't have a great secondary, but Odell Beckham Jr. uh, He's 5.8 K. Can we do it here in this spot? He's a mess, man. That whole team (laughs) is just a disaster. I know, but it's 5.8k again. The matchups like the worst, right? They did beat Baltimore and they beat the brakes off when they played them, but um, 5.8k is crazy for Odell Beckham. That's all. It's just DK Metcalf, of course. wanted. If I told you that happened uh, at the start of this season, you would tell me I was nuts. This
1: means probably nothing, but Beckham that game against Baltimore, two catches for seven for seven yards. For what it's worth, I don't know if he got hurt in that game or what the story is. First look podcast again, boys. But um, yeah, and, he, and the, they're talking about like turmoil there. They're talking about him wanting to be out. Uh, if you saw there was a shot of him and like Landry on the sidelines in the fourth quarter, they were still in the game. It was like you know eleven point game and they, they looked miserable. They wanted to Can be we anywhere just talk else. Talk
0: about the Chargers.
1: Well, talk. Okay, do you want to talk about Keenan Allen? Feel free to talk about Keenan Allen.
3: Oh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, five K and six point three K. Mike Williams has been fantastic recently. So both those guys are good options. I mean, t- Keenan Allen's finally seeing a decent target share after he had a long absence of having double digit targets but he had it last week didn't need to throw the week before didn't need to throw that much the week before that so like he's still priced where he has a huge amount of upside again in a great matchup same thing with mike williams like huge upside but they have, the guys i really like in this range kenny galladay like i know he had a bad week last week but with blau in the offense the two weeks before he actually had are you laughing at me? Yeah, because you're going to talk about Blau again. <laughs> Go ahead. Blau's terrible. He has no. He has no right to
1: being an NFL quarterback. But continue.
3: That's fine. Um, what did Galladay put up against Minnesota?
1: Okay, he had an 80-yard touchdown, when somebody forgot to defend him. And he, he had, oh you know, no,
3: that was the week before. Um, whatever. He's ever like prior to last week, two starts with Blau. He had 20 uh, plus points in each matchup. And he just happened – Amandola had 20 points last week. Blau has created a bunch of 20-point offensive outputs for wide receivers, and Galde's is now at 6.5K. Um, Cortland Sutton, I know he had a bad week last week, but now he gets a matchup versus Detroit. And people might just look at last week and be like, all right, Locke's not that great. But he was fantastic weeks before. Sutton is getting a huge target share in this offense, and he just happened to have a bad week because it was snow and Locke couldn't do anything against a tougher than average Kansas City defense that can get pressure.
2: Dean, like, De- De- you really don't, hold on, Grant. Dean, you really don't like Galladay or Amendola. You don't think they're good plays at all? I think they're fine. I just think Blau's terrible. Yeah, he is, but it doesn't matter because they don't run the ball. Like they, they all they do is pass. So you're just there's so much volume. Okay,
1: you realize I think they had the lowest total. It's a 38 total in that game, Detroit at Denver, right? 38 total. Detroit's out of the dome, alpha the turf, and they are six-and-a-half-point dogs. And Grant, you're the accountant. What is the team total projection for Detroit? What do you think, think
3: the team – okay, who has Blau faced? <laughs> what? Blau has faced Tampa Bay, Minnesota, and Chicago. Two of those are very good defenses, and he put he has thrown it 38, 40, and 43 times. I'm not saying that Blau is a good play. I, you notice how I did not mention him when it came to quarterbacks as a good play. What I'm talking about... I think he did. ...offense... Oh, no, I did not mention Blau as a good play. I mentioned that we mentioned him last week. That did not go well, but this is a different <laughs> matchup. He's still going to throw the ball 40 times, and those passes have to go somewhere. We live in a world where, in some sites, you get a full point for PPR. And in this case, Galde can end up with 15 targets. In this case... Amadola can end up with 15 targets. They are both underpriced considering their upside because Galladay can, in any given scenario, take a ball 70 yards. And he can end up with 150 yards, one or two touchdowns, and 10 catches.
1: Well, so That's can term- like 20, 30 – every one of these guys can do that. I love Galladay too. I think he's a super talent. But I don't know why he's got a better chance of doing that than Sutton or than your I, boy I Keenan
3: see. Allen. I, I, okay, okay. You're talking about two guys I said I like more. So thank you, Dean. Thank you for listening, you dick. Um, <laughs> but also, do you guys me.
1: argue this much on last podcast? I feel like no. you guys had a very nice cordial conversation <laughs> with Big T. But I'm saying the 6 uh, I did. Like, I
2: did argue with Big T a lot about it. You I don't feel but, like welcome back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: i just angry I have to tout Vegas, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for that. And run
1: for mayor, yeah. potentially. We'll see.
3: Yeah. Um, but then, like, yeah, I guess Christian Kirk, after the big bust last week, could put up a big game this week. Um, James Washington is interesting going up against the, J- the Jets. Like, guy just had 11 targets. He has double-digit targets. A decent amount here is priced at 5.3K. The guy's got some speed. can go for a big game um so he's not the worst idea in the world i know they were just throwing in that game but it's there but yeah mike williams amandola 5k 4.9k they have the volume like anytime i'm getting a guy that probably is going to get 10 targets and they're around 5k i'm going for
1: it are we back on the Jacksonville receivers i know you talked about them last week and you know i know we talked about Connolly. it's one thing i think you're right Connolly, i think Mangone played him as well too so there you go we got there and there was a never never in doubt right Mangone as far as Conley. yeah never a doubt same with ward too never a doubt there either man that was great i uh, did not play ward so i was i was very upset by that last play but he's uh, another cheapie man. as well obviously uh who wants to talk about the jags, the jags receivers
2: or mango are we going back to ward is it ward season um. Yeah, I think you can consider them. again. Like, there's a big difference between 4.2k and 3k. Yeah. Um, I know it's cheap, but like, there's a huge difference between that. Keep in mind, like, 3k is just like the nuts. So, uh, if any of these guys pop up, like these 3k guys pop up, that can be you know really good plays. Well, not really good plays, but kind of you know decent plays. I think they're going to be uh, guys you want to consider in like the jam and in build. But yeah, I think Ward is still in play here, still in the conversation. And same with Conley too. The they're going to be. Talked about, but they're not going to be as heavily uh,
3: chalk as they were last week. I feel like Grant, um, Deshaun Hamilton's sitting there at three point two k. He had seven or he had nine targets last week at two catches. I probably won't use him, but he is going up against Detroit, and he's possibly like the Jacksonville wide receivers all depend on if Chark plays. If Chark plays, he's absolutely in play. Like. It's that simple. He has a connection with Minshew. It's a decent spot or could potentially be a decent spot. We don't know what Atlanta defense we're going to get at any given time. But he has upside. If he's out, though, like, I'm going right back to the well with Dede, Conley, and with Cole. Like, Cole at 3,600, he's got some big upside. Um It didn't work out great last week. <laughs>
1: didn't stop you from victory lapping him. <laughs>
3: I mean, it didn't work out bad. He got 10.6 points, Dean. If 3K, I'll take that every time.
1: Yeah. Uh, would you have taken those 10 points instead of Cole, uh, instead of uh, uh, your boy
2: Ward there, uh, Mangone? Uh, no, I definitely would have taken Ward <laughs> over him. Like, uh, I'm good. No, no chance. I, I liked Ward just because I thought he was, like, the number one, right? Like, I don't know. I didn't trust Keelan Cole. I uh, didn't think he was that great. I thought he was okay.
1: Well, Grant, Grant somehow was watching a different – I think he had one big 60-yard catch. Otherwise, he didn't yeah, do did. anything. I mean, again, these were both – He like, does that often.
3: <laughs> <laughs> often? Yeah. It, like, the, when he was involved in the offense, he did that on a regular basis. With Blake are, were, Bortles are you, are
2: you playing high school DFS or something? Is that <laughs> why you know about this Keelan
3: Cole always does well for you? No, maybe just, it's because is, his first year in the league, he had multiple 100-yard games. His second year in the league, he had multiple 100-yard games. And he won a bunch of people GPPs.
1: Yeah, but the situations are always fluid, obviously. Now, Mitchell yeah, is there. He's terrible. This is
3: a little bit different considering if Chark is out, he's heavily involved. He got six targets last week. He's His probably third... hit the same, if not more. And he has big playability at 3,600 on, sli- on a slate where we want to pay up for Michael Thomas and we want to pay up for running backs. As of right now, we don't know what value's out there. And Keelan Cole offers some of the most upside if, in fact, DJ Chark is out again. I
2: mean, I'm, like, crapping on Grant, but, like, he's not wrong. So, like, if I can jam everyone in, like, I'm, like, give me that cheap guy. Like, I start looking on Twitter for, like, reasons to play him. I'm, like, oh, this guy had lunch with Jerry Rice and learned how to catch. Like, I try to find, like, the dumbest narratives to make me, like, get behind it. Uh, so, yeah, like, uh, I mean, if he's cheap enough, I- I'll play.
1: Did you play Drew Locke because he was facing his uh, ex-girlfriend's team that she owns?
2: No, I, I did not. Uh, <laughs> I-, I was all over Tyreek Hill. That was the guy I liked. And I, I ran it back with Sutton on one team, but uh, I don't know. I thought – uh I felt like that weather I was a little worried about. But then I, You know, I saw one of those tweets uh, that came out in the morning. Drew Locke played only 25 minutes from uh, Kansas City, so uh, he's perfectly fine. He can play in the snow. And I was like, sure. Oh. Uh, you know, narrative street, this guy's good in this cold, but uh, newsflash, he was not.
1: By the way, Grant, uh, yeah, I hope it makes it easier for you because Conley, Didi Westbrook, and Cole are all $12. Like, you can't play Cole in that situation, right?
3: Uh, no, you play Conley or you play Didi, but it's a little bit different when he's 3600 over on um, DK
1: Ward is twelve bucks. By the too. I'm just kind of seeing if anybody kind of pops up as far as some cheapies uh, over there on Yahoo. They, uh, uh, yeah, AJ Brown's been hiked up everywhere, man. He's like the sixth most expensive guy over there as well. Yeah, I guess it's deserved. I suppose. Sure, why not? Tight ends, man. Go and open it up.
2: Yeah, tight end position, uh, I'm assuming we're going to look for value this week, but we'll talk about the guys at the top first. I'm assuming Zach Ertz will be a guy that you want to talk about a ton because, again, uh, he is the number one there. Uh, and and Greg Ward, despite you know getting there at the end, he's he's not good. The whole receiving core is absolutely dusty. He only had three active receivers last week, so Ertz was clearly going to be really involved. Same with uh, Goddard. I think you have to like him again. Uh, Waller, I think he's, again, another guy you can end up going to at 6.1K. The price is a little expensive, but uh, I I talked about it last week a lot, uh, how that Foster Moreau guy, I think his name is. Uh, I can't say his name right, I don't think. But, uh, yeah, he was injured, right? And we saw, you know, Waller felt like he scuffled a little bit, you know, throughout the middle of the season when they were getting him more involved. And without him there, you know, he just – absolutely crushed so uh, i like going back to well on waller i think he's a good play at the top those probably my two favorite guys which i'm guessing mark andrews then goes low owned if you like that but not as intrigued with him um Let's see the the cheapies though. Uh, Dallas Goddard, he's again a guy that we're going to want to look to for sure. Who's playing Arizona this week? Right?
1: You got to yeah. play Dallas versus Dallas, right? Is that the narrative? that You want some terrible terrible narratives? There's one for you. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I, I think uh, Dallas actually was going to take him. I remember the Cowboys were going to take him. Then the Eagles actually, and during the draft, they uh, they traded up and went right in front of him. So that was pretty good. Um, but we got to talk about the flow chart, right? Uh, Jacob <laughs> Pollister season. Uh, he's got to be in play at 4,200, correct? Well, t- tell us, Grant, You're the Seattle guy. And you like. <laughs>
3: I mean, I like Will Disley this week. I think he comes back from the IR. No, he doesn't, guys. That was a joke. Um, but Hollister, <laughs> like, he, I haven't been playing him, and it's worked out recently. It didn't work out there at the beginning. But, like, obviously against Arizona, he's very much in play. But there's other guys that prefer to run that range. I mean, we mentioned Goddard, 4,100. Two guys I'm really looking at are Noah Fant. Um, I oh. think he's going to – that's another one, by the way.
1: Noah Fant is your your second longest streak. Emin Rivers, but go ahead.
3: Oh well, yeah, and how has that paid off for me? I don't know. Handsomely. Um, well, yeah, you know, what
2: I think on any love. Is Adam Humphreys? Grant hasn't talked about his boy. Yeah, He's well, been what about the hump dog. We
1: know that. We're just joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: gosh. But like, second trap. Like, when did I start touting? Him? Was against Cleveland, and he went for one hundred and fifteen yards and a touchdown. He's been injured a few times but had two 20 plus point games it's a magic versus detroit like Locke, what's the thing that most rookie qbs do when they get into the offense they rely on the tight end Throw
2: interceptions i don't know i've heard all season that the the rookie quarterbacks are relying on their number one receivers that's been the narrative on every podcast i've listened to so i don't know what's true
3: i mean it's still like you think, this you know, is
1: the first podcast you listen to mango not the last i'm not, I'm not sure when you listen to that, to that note but uh yeah, go ahead. I, I don't
3: listen to any other podcast besides this one. Oh. Um, you li- you come back and listen to us? You go no, back and listen. <laughs> one and a half I speed? I did that over. once. It was very, very weird because someone else wanted to listen to it. And I just cringe whenever I hear my own voice.
1: You know, there's a certain mailman out there who actually likes it.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should probably go look at that at then. We'll do that soon. Don't worry. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's Noah Fan at 3,700 um, and Gaseki at 3,600. Cincinnati, not great versus tight end, gives a large volume of targets. Gaseki, we know that Fitzmagic likes to throw the ball to him. gaseki has been very good for a large portion of the season. Like, second half of the season, he's averaging 10 points, which I know that's not great for a tight end, but it's still, like, a very reasonable – Expectation when you're paying 3600 for a tight end, and he has 20-point upside. He has touchdown upside. He had eight targets last week, five the week before, seven and seven the weeks before that. Like Now he gets a match versus Cincinnati. If I'm paying down, like paying up's great, but it may not be possible. So if I'm paying down, it's Fant and Gusecki are my two favorite guys.
1: Olsen's 3-9 on DK. By the way, uh, I think you messed up. Did you not mention a certain tight end that has two first names that plays for your favorite team?
3: Grant, uh, now I'm now I'm lost.
2: Well, saying, you're not talking to me because uh, the Packers aren't on the slate. Well, they kind of are. <laughs> Their Titans are terrible
1: too. But uh, yeah. Grant, uh, do you, Van Gogh, you know who I'm talking about? Like he, this is the
2: theme of the podcast. No. Your favorite uh, team this podcast? Oh, Hunter Henry, man.
3: Grant, Oh, I thought you were talking about the Seahawks. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I got distracted by going to the mid tier, um, and I didn't know if Van Gogh mentioned to him because I kind of turned him out, tuned him out. But yeah, Hunter Henry, forty seven hundred. Like I've already mentioned him multiple times, Dean, because we've talked about the <laughs> the Chargers before. Um, sure. Thought we, I thought we'd try and avoid that, uh, but yeah, Hunter Henry, like, still a guy with upside. Just I prefer the running backs and the wide receivers more. Hunter Henry came in and did great the first matchup, and then he's kind of been or first few matchups, and he's kind of been lost the last three weeks. And like going up against Minnesota, that funnels targets to tight ends, and he only had two of them. I'm not locked in on the fact that he's going to be heavily involved in this offense still. Cause we don't like, he's been injured so much in his career that I'm still not sure how much we can actually trust him. Hey,
1: we're not officially in nonsense, but I, I have a question. Because first of all, I'm looking at the Yahoo prices as far as tight ends and Jacob Hollister's 19 bucks. That seems egregious. Like Waller's 18. Uh, he's more expensive than Waller. Come on. What are we talking about? Uh, Hunter Henry. Yahoo
3: really, really prices up the flow chart.
1: Yeah, they're all with that flowchart life. And uh, this is a random aside. Maybe, I don't know. What are the kids doing? I guess Mango has got a better chance to answer this one as opposed to Grant. Mangone, to the kids still go on the Hollister? Is that still a thing? Is that still a store?
2: Uh, I, that's a good question. I know there was one uh, in the mall by me, but I don't remember last time. Do yeah, the mall. still go to the mall? No, I haven't.
3: Yeah. I can't remember the last time I was at the mall. So <laughs> uh, Over on Yahoo, by the way, Ian Thomas, if Olsen doesn't end up playing, which. I'm guessing you will like. Indy does give up volume to tight ends. Ian Thomas is eleven bucks over on Yahoo. I think he's actually still pretty cheap over on DK, but not quite as cheap. No, he's thirty one hundred. Yeah, he's still cheap. Going up against Indy, it's a good spot.
1: Yeah, but then you got to play Ian Thomas. That's the that's the tricky part.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think rick Olson's back, so I don't know like what they're going to do. Um... That's what I think. I mean, if, if for some reason Greg Olson yields and doesn't play, you know, there was a guy that – an intelligent guy once said, you know, rookie quarterbacks lean on their tight ends. And uh, Will Greer is a rookie. Is that Booger? Uh, close. Uh,
1: Don't compare
3: <laughs> me to
2: Booger.
1: <laughs> was there any Boogerisms tonight? I mean, God, I know you're always all over that, but uh, oh, I rarely
2: watch. <laughs> yes, yes, there were some Boogerisms. Uh, let me find them. Ian Harditz actually gave us a little sample of it. So, uh, he, 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 he Are we on bro- the
3: nonsense portion, guys?
1: Well, we're talking about for the clothing store. I think so. I think we seamlessly segued. I feel like this whole episode was nonsense. If we're being honest, but yeah. uh, I mean, it so, was an
3: actual sports-related nonsense. So, <laughs> so here
2: it is. Here's the booger Monday Night Football highlights. So when one of one of yeah one of when one of the plays, he drew up the defense. Right there were two deep safeties, so he drew a circle, a circle, and then he drew a longer circle in the hole he drew a dick diagram like a penis yes yes he drew a penis on it <laughs> that's amazing um, it was amazing he's an idiot <laughs> he's um, just trolling he's just having fun now right yeah i think he's
3: just buying
2: into it so then he he wondered out he, he wondered out loud if brady wasn't the goat because of oj simpson uh, what yep that was one of the things he said and then he mentioned how <laughs> michael thomas isn't a 4.3 guy like tyree kill roughly a dozen times he brought that up <laughs> what does that matter I don't he okay. just like, every time like every time Michael Thomas caught the ball he'd just be like it, talking about how great he is and mentioned he just wasn't a 4.3 guy like Tyree Kill but he's so great at you know X, Y, and Z
1: you still can't garden um Yeah, all right. I feel like I missed out. I I was watching basketball most of the night, but uh, I didn't catch the end of that game because we had a little bit of sweat as far as the showdown slate, boys. A little bit.
3: Someone won a GBP.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I entered it like seven minutes before lock, and I'm like, "Well, that's starting. Let's just just fire a couple things, like throw like 20 bucks in there, but there you go. Think life. And here's my screenshot. It's a verbal screenshot because I don't don't know what the rules are on Twitter. I think it's not big enough. It wasn't like this is not the main tournament. It was like for 50. Oh, actually, you know what? I chopped it, too.
3: Like fifteen hundred. Yeah, nobody you don't cares. Don't screenshot unless it's the big showdown win.
1: Is that is that the rules of uh I screenshotting?
3: <laughs> I just don't screenshot generally.
1: Are we done with Are we done with the show? We're we do you want to talk some nonsense now, boys?
3: Well, we should probably talk about our question of the week.
2: Yeah, that that's nonsense.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's do our draft and then talk about nonsense.
2: Are we, right. are we doing quarterback, running back, receiver now? Yeah, like, we
3: changed it last week with that game. Oh, We're just doing I straight up him. three
2: rounds. I go away for one week and – I told him already, you got a warning. Don't even start. I told you this on Skype. We got to do three oh, different positions? Yeah, and you better be ready to pick this. Can I pick a tight end?
3: Oh, gosh. Please don't add too much more. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, instead of you – you, know, you can't pick a tight end instead of a wide receiver.
1: So where am I in the batting one? I take a big T spot?
3: Uh, I guess you just – you just go, well, you're you're, you're generally a general loser. You can go second or third if you want.
1: Okay. Well, you're first because you lost last week, correct? Yes,
3: I very much did lose last week.
1: All That's right. Two and
3: weeks in a row. Keep that in mind. Yeah,
1: man. This yeah, is It's a-
3: not like someone else hasn't done that and the <laughs> other person hasn't done that. Um, don't yeah.
1: get all defensive. It's okay.
3: I'm just – I'm just – I just <laughs> don't like Vegas Dave. <laughs> um, I'm going to start off here, and I'm just going to go with the – in general, number one overall pick, which is CMC.
1: Oh, man, that's like a cheat code. That's not cool.
3: Um, that's why you get to go first. And I you know. Who goes, who goes second? Me or Dean? How's that work? Uh, I'll, we'll just go with Dean since he missed last week.
1: Uh, um, Oh, boy. <laughs> it's, not, it's like I, I have no idea this is coming. I'm never prepared for it. <laughs> oh, we got to pick a player now? How does this work? Um,
2: you know what? I'm gonna take Joseph Mixon.
3: Oh all my right. gosh, did not uh, see uh, that one coming.
2: All right. Um listen, I'm gonna take the easy one. Just give me Michael Thomas as my receiver.
3: Yeah, I don't know why you didn't do that.
2: You know he's not as fast as Tyra you know, he's only once a-, he a four three. three guy. Oh, no. <laughs> Tyreek Hill a lot faster. If um, that factors in, so, so yeah, I'm, gonna that, I'm going to take that, uh, and then I am going to take Will Greer at 4.3. Oh boy, they, uh, you fell. For I'm going to
3: laugh when he doesn't start.
2: Why wow, he's going to isn't he start? I mean, if he doesn't start, I get to pick Wait, a different one. Take Tyrod. Why
3: don't You already took Greer. Um,
2: no, if, if he doesn't start, I get to pick another one. That's a rule. So you just made that rule up. No, no like Brandon uh, said that uh, before. Will, yeah, he cool. no, will he be in uniform? Will
3: he be benched in the middle of the game? It's definitely a possibility. Uh, well,
2: that's fine. If he's benched, I don't care. That's fine. If he gets benched, so be that's it. That's not but fine. That'd be terrible for you. They're not going to bench. Why would they bench Will Greer? They want I don't pick. know. You got to see what you have in Kyle Allen. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to punt <laughs> on like fourth and two when you're down 34 like the Colts <laughs> did tonight. Like, <laughs> uh, stop worrying about it. Worry
3: about they're on your next pick.
2: They,
1: they were on the opponents. They were on New Orleans' 39-yard line tonight. 39-yard line. And it was like 4th and 8th or 4th nine <clears throat> in a dome.
2: And they punted. Imagine. Dean, make a damn pick. It's your pick. you get, yeah, you, get two. you pick
3: two. I You're think, a jerk.
2: I just did. I said Will Greer and Michael Thomas. Oh, like, I was listening. Like, <laughs> I totally missed that too.
1: <laughs> we literally made fun of his pick and still didn't hear it. <laughs>
3: yeah, Dean, go ahead.
1: Um, All right. So, I need a quarterback and a receiver, correct?
3: Yeah. So, but you pick one, and then I get back to back.
1: I'm trying to play the, trying to to be sharp about it. I, you know, uh, hmm.
3: you already picked a running back, so there's no,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm going to take Julio, Julio, Julio Jones.
3: All right. I'm taking Keenan Allen, and I'm taking Lamar Jackson. Oof.
1: Uh, why not Philip Rivers? <laughs> like, how could you not stack him up, man?
3: Well, I'm just taking the guaranteed 30 points with Lamar.
1: Well, I was listening to a podcast, and they guaranteed me that the Chargers were going to score like 50 points because they ran off every skill position player. I part, took Keenan
3: so. Allen. It's called diversification. You don't need it. No, it's right. cash, not tournament. <laughs> so, is it my turn? Uh, no, it's Dean's turn. If you makes a pick. I'm, I'm asking. I'm, I'm just. I like. Well, players. you. you could, I need a quarterback. You can Do you go. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Go ahead. Doesn't go. matter.
2: Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, well, I did want to say, like, if 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 Will Greer, like, for some reason, doesn't get the start, I'll tweet out everyone's picks and my new quarterback. Just wanted. To, so, if anyone wants to follow along, well, no, that's... Greer, they've already announced him as a starter. They wouldn't rope a dope him. Oh, well, you guys were saying that. I mean, that's why I was I, confused. I didn't, I
3: didn't know. I'm going to be I just didn't know.
2: Okay. I was confused because I thought he was, but I was like, I don't know. Maybe something changed. I was traveling a bunch today. So, um, yeah. Uh, okay. So, my running back, we are going to go with Chris Carson uh, uh, at 8.5K. Man, you guys are all going for the guaranteed points. I don't like us at all. This is scaring me.
3: Yeah. It's not like you had a chance to do that.
2: Yeah, I mean, dude, you made the huge mistake with Michael Thomas. I mean, that's why when I said, like, who's picking second, I was like, please let me pick second because that was an advantage. Get
3: you should Thomas. have known that Dean was going to do something stupid. I know. I should <laughs> have just laid low, but.
1: Uh, well, I'm going to do something even stupider. Uh, you know, this, this is a GBP, and I'm just going to lock up all the, all the Bengals' points because you got to do it. <laughs> the team has one win going into week 16. <laughs> Uh yeah, we got Joseph Mixon and we're gonna get the red rocket. Or is it the red rifle? Is it red something? We got it's, the, it's,
3: it's red rifle. Red rocket yeah. refers to
1: something uh, else. Dog anatomy. Urban well, no, urban, yeah, it's an urban dictionary thing. Uh so yeah, the name is Dalton. Uh we got Andy Dalton along with Joe Mixon and Julio Jones. Lock up those Who day
3: Oh. Oh, yeah, so we should probably get to our question, get to more nonsense. Guys, if you don't want to listen to nonsense, then you can just go.
1: Wait, is that Hootay's a New Orleans thing or a Cincinnati thing or both? New Orleans, who right? That's that I think Cincinnati's Houdet. Is that correct? I, I, don't I have know. no idea. All right. I can, that, so my high school was called the Bengals, so maybe I'm mixing high school and NFL. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but uh, all right we have more nonsense. Oh, give out some t-shirts guys. Anybody if they've stuck around this long, uh, yeah. who were the winners from last week?
3: Uh, so the first one, uh, the question was, why are you listening to a podcast on Tuesday morning?
1: Great. Time um, to ask that question by the way.
3: Yeah. Um, maze leak seven. You get a free week of RG premium. He listened to the podcast cause he's a mailman and my soothing voice keeps him from going insane. Um, and then SNA juice. The only premium member that answered, um, which is actually smart. Like helps them find out season-long leagues for waiver claims and injury news that you might have missed. Like honestly, for season-long, we're probably helpful. Is
1: this where I humble brag and say that I've been? In, I'm in two season-long teams. Uh, one, I'm in the finals with my friends, and in the R, I'm also in the finals in the RG 16 man uh, season-long. I made the finals. I'm playing at Snapster Man. Wish me luck.
3: Is it, is it a good time for me to brag that I got last in both of mine? Because for the third straight year in both leagues, I got Antonio Brown and David Johnson.
1: Dude, I'm in the finals with David Johnson. How about that?
3: Well, did you draft Adrian, Antonio Brown? I missed the playoffs with like two points because <laughs> of some guy that trade. Like I did the math. You never want to do the math. Oh. I did the math, and one guy traded, gave up on the season, traded Hopkins for Eckler. And I did the math, and I'd be in the championship right now. But instead, I'm in last place. Wait,
1: there's a guy that's better than somebody that's in the Chargers?
3: Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, like, it, yeah, it just everything, like, went wrong. I'm not going to. Mangum,
1: gonna. would you describe Grant's voice as soothing?
2: Um, I mean, everything about Grant is soothing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Dean. <laughs>
1: Grant myself and Mangone had a conversation off air about mailman and like he didn't think it
2: was possible like he that mailman walk no Dean no Dean I did not say that you're taking it out of context I said a mailman gig wouldn't be that bad And you said it'd be a terrible job because I'm not to walk I said Dean I'm not going to take the walk I said it depends you know? on the route I didn't say it, yeah. it's, yeah, I, it's, I said, it's route dependent and I'm not taking a shitty route Dean you, you, you don't try
1: <laughs> like, well, to, this is your first you, you don't all of a sudden get the best route on your first day
2: uh, I mean, listen, I'm just you just waltz right, right in and say, I'm man
1: go Some people do
3: like walking seven miles a day. <laughs> like, we're DFS players. We don't like walking <laughs> seven miles a day. Man, I would <laughs> never want to be a pro golfer having to walk four miles a day. <laughs> you said seven, not four. <laughs> I mean, it's actually most of them are closer to seven depending on the course. And a lot of times they have to play two rounds of a day if the play gets suspended. Plus, oh, there's oh. all the walking around beforehand. Like most professional golfers during a day of golf – walk more than seven miles
1: you're just I'll stuck be, in a really extreme example by the way there's very rare times they, they, they do two rounds in the same day i know
3: but and i'll like, be the john daly and i'll have a golf course. a lot of the courses are especially if you're a pro are around what seven thousand yards which if i remember correctly is roughly five four and a half five miles and then there's walking in between tees walking to your ball because you rarely ever right down the middle walking around so it's much more than seven miles a day a lot of times man
2: can yeah. Mace Leakey uh, – I, I, see, I see what Dean did there. Dean, you always do this. You try and spin it. I, I caught you good there, man. I'm getting better at catching you trying to spin this stuff. <laughs>
3: what did I do? All <laughs> right, so the question for this week is uh, favorite Christmas movie. Like most likely the winner is going to be if someone mentions one, even if it's ridiculous, like a horrible one, because I enjoy horrible Christmas movies.
1: You need a, a gift lot. or something. You can't just say a name. you got to sell it somehow.
3: Yeah, I mean – that's generally it. Like, if you unless only two people answer, then you might win. Um,
1: and There's only really one correct answer, by the way. But go ahead. But what, what is the correct answer, Grant?
3: Diehard. Yeah.
2: Mangone? Uh, I'm 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 going with Elf, man. I'm a big fan of Elf, so that's my
1: uh, that's. My you guys are over two. That's unfortunate. I mean, if you want to say a Bad Santa, you can say a Bad Santa. If you want to say Christmas Vacation, you can say that as well. But the answer, the correct answer. It's Eyes Wide Shut, boys. Have you seen Eyes Wide Shut?
3: I don't know if I have.
1: I, oh, I, I, don't, I don't know. You'd know it if I've you saw heard. it. I don't think I've heard of it. It's haunting. Like the piano in that movie is awesome. But uh, there you go. So if you want to persuade the judges, <laughs> you guys know the answers already. We just gave away the answers to the
3: test. Yeah, don't answer those. Although there is one similar to Die Hard that's a Christmas movie that will win. Die Hard Two? No.
1: No. Oh.
3: Um, it's 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 another series. The first one is a Christmas movie, I will say, um, but it's a similar Home Alone. It's the same genre as uh, Die Hard. Don't don't get don't don't give away all the obvious <laughs> answers to me. I'll tell you after the show.
1: Oh, it's the Mother Christmas car- Christmas
3: Carol. Yes, it's very much like Die Hard.
1: <laughs> They're both based on true stories. Everything else um, is it Jingle All the Way.
3: Oh, I watched that the other day. I forgot how good that <laughs> was.
1: Movie is. was oh, you forgot how oh, good. There's oh so much God. wrong in. There. First of all, why are you watching that? Secondly, it's terrible. Is it, that's the Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad? Uh, uh, yeah. People?
2: That that worked just how I wanted it to. I knew Dane, 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 oh, that movie.
3: Uh, knew it's Dane, a Earth terrible Man. movie. I
2: knew there was a chance Grant liked that movie. I knew that was the perfect setup.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, what do you now. think its
3: Rotten Tomatoes score is?
2: On Jingle All the Way.
1: Uh, yeah. you, you want the audience, or what? Are you getting the audience or the critics?
3: Um, I think the critics is what's showing up here. Let's I'm go with go the critics.
1: Critics, I will set it at
3: 12%. Man, going over, under.
2: Uh, 12%, uh, it's gotta be under.
3: 15, 15%. Ooh, good line, sharp Yeah, that line. was a great line, I was impressed. <laughs>
1: We well, yeah. Anything else? Is that it, boys? This is week sixteen. Sorry,
2: we 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 got off the rails a little bit too much. Did, did you talk about the tweets enough for Graham? I mean, we did the Vegas Dave thing. Did you mention
3: there's two? They're coming. Yeah, did you just you guys stay tuned. Weren't Good enough to come up with one beforehand,
1: yeah, dude. I was awesome. at a wedding, man. I was on the road. What do you want I from me?
3: Literally spend five minutes max on these ones. Well, Every I, single I, week, I give you three options that I took five minutes in order to come up
1: some really awful options sometimes thanks for that
2: i appreciate it but uh Great. i like to handcraft them you know it takes yeah. time to let them ferment i i told you this grant man we're not the greatest like you man we, we can't just do it like on a, a snap of the finger
3: yeah grant, i am we, the greatest that is true
2: we all have everything. a special set of skills and i don't happen to have your
1: special set of skills unfortunately
3: yeah which is apparently is vomiting tweets and Chugging a beer.
1: Grant's the Liam Neeson of, of vomiting and creating tweets. With that, uh, anything else, boys, or shall we, uh, shall we leave the people?
3: Um, I think we went way over time anyway, so we should probably get going.
1: Yeah, uh, if you guys heard your name as far as winning, slide into my DMs in the old Twitter machine. I'll make sure to get the information. We'll pay it forward, and we'll get uh, – oh, who is it? What's the list again, Grant? you have that in front of you, or we don't have that in front of us right uh, It now.
3: was SNA Juice and – Mazley k7
1: there you go uh and i want to hear more about Mazley's a uh, route and i want to see if, if mangon approves of this of his yes, route i is. do
2: want to know about his route and how if it's good bad or <laughs> how much Mangone. do you walk
3: a day Mazley?
2: <laughs> <laughs> i think he's in i think he's in the vehicle he's in the vehicle 100 and that's the gig i'll take and he gets listen to podcasts all day that's a good gig okay. yeah okay. government government
1: uh isn't bad too all, all the good perks yeah good retirement uh, I would just listen to Stern for like four hours, but whatever. We don't talk. We don't And, of course, this podcast as well.
3: <laughs> Obvious.
1: goes without saying. Uh, he's Van Gogh. He's Grant. I'm Dean. Enjoy week 16. We're out of here. Holler.